So this is the feedback for the uh, IMT clinical scenarios, it's scenario six, which is infective exacerbation of COPD. And this is feedback for the better answer. Um, okay, Justin, so I thought that was um, really good. Uh, some really, really high level uh, answers uh, for what is a very common interview scenario. Um, so straight from the off. So I think there's uh, probably a balance to be had. Um, I I think through the course of the interview, quite clearly knew that you were a, a very good, safe candidate. So I excuse you but from this, but you might want to just have one sentence to begin with saying, I think here you can you have you can afford to go into the history in a collateral first, but I think it may worthwhile just have one sentence saying he's he's hypoxic. So I'll just make sure there's some oxygen on, <clears throat> and make sure IV access and possibly some fluids going because he looks like he's got showing signs of sepsis before I take a further history. I think that's you know, and then that's just one sentence and move move forward, um, because I think the rest of your assessment was actually spot on um, after that. So you talked about it, some really nice points. I really liked. So you talked about baseline exercise, exercise tolerance, previous ITU admissions, and the escalation plans uh, in the immunity, which I think are really, again, registrar level things that you're thinking about there. So I thought it was really nice. Um, in terms of your assessment, really important actually to think about, uh, not something I've necessarily thought about, but COVID-19 and whether this could be an overlay of COVID-19 or actually just pure COVID-19, um, and whether you need to have the proper protective equipment and whether it needs to be in a side room. I thought those were all really, really high level, uh, high level points and actually you know, things that really set you apart from other answers. I thought it was really good. Um, in your assessment, you didn't just assume this is a COPD patient with wheeze and therefore this is an effective exacerbation of COPD. You did think about other things such as uh, pneumothorax and you thought about whether this could be cardiac wheeze as well, which I really liked. So actually a lot of people here um, you know, myself included, may have actually gone straight down the rabbit hole of this definitely being exacerbation of COPD. And you kept an open mind, and that's really nice to see uh, an SHA doing. So I thought it was really impressive. Um, a few other things you talked about, you talked about um, tripod breathing, accessory muscles, muscles, which are really good terms to use. Um, and you, are, you also thought about clinical signs of uh, CO2 retention, bounding uh, pulse and... Uh, a, a CO2 flap. I don't think I actually mentioned bounding pulse or CO2 flap, but you don't need to. But uh, I think you said you just assess with the signs of them. Again, other small things you talked about looking for signs of core pulmonale, uh, which is great. And uh, you also have portal chest x ray, which is actually entirely appropriate for someone who's uh, not that stable. Um, what, uh, what I want to comment on one thing. So you talked about the sepsis six, uh, and you, which is fantastic. And I think. You can absolutely leave the sepsis six there because it's a bundle that you're expected. Once you've mentioned it, I think you don't need to necessarily go through them. And this is a good learning point for most interview most interview things. Sometimes you'll say something and you'll decide, oh, I'm going to list them out, which is fine. But if you're going to do that, try and just think in advance whether 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 you know them. Uh, and here you knew five of the six, but then tripped yourself up on the last one, which you'd already actually initiated, was IV, which was IV fluids. So I think a few learning points here. A, great to have some all-encompassing terms, such as extended electrolytes, uh, sepsis six, uh, peripheral stigmata of, you know, infected endocarditis, things like that, which means you don't have to name each individual part. Um, but if you do want to go through each individual thing, make sure you do know them. But what I really liked here is that Although it tripped you up at the time, 
for the rest of the scenario, you actually didn't let that throw you. And a lot of candidates, when they forget one thing, always, always keep thinking about that. And, uh, you know, it really, it really can affect the rest of the station. And it didn't for you. And I thought that was really impressive and actually a really good technique to highlight in this feedback. And I think it's really important for candidates because inevitably there will be things that you you don't you will not get everything you will not say everything that you know and you will leave things out there but it's just about getting across as much as you can in a succinct as way as succinct as way as possible um investigations are very good the extra things like theophylline the level um and uh full blood count looking for polycythemia uh use knees to check renal profile for commencing antibiotics and i thought it was very very good um just one word of caution about your interpretation so yeah so typed so type 2 respiratory failure by definition means someone is hypoxic and hypercapnic um so you don't by saying they're hypoxic with type 2 respiratory failure you don't need to say you don't need to say both you need to say the hypoxic and hypercapnic which is type 2 respiratory failure or you can say they've got type 2 respiratory failure um and then also there's a second part to it patients can have a type 2 respiratory failure but not be acidotic because it's a compensated uh, uh, touch of failure, or they can have a decompensated touch of failure, i.e. they're acidotic. So just there are two parts to an APT in all times. There's are they acidotic or alkalotic, and is this respiratory or met metabolic? And then finally, is there compensation? So I think you can say here, this is uh, this is a respiratory acidosis with clear touch of respiratory failure. Probably what I would have said. It's a very small point, but it's just something to make sure you're using the right terms. Um, really impressive, your knowledge of the criteria for long-term oxygen therapy. It's uh, so an threshold of 7.3 and then the caveat from that 7.3 to 8 level um, and the signs of right heart failure. I thought it was a really good level of knowledge. And, you know, this is this is a question that comes up in anti and this is absolutely something that you can prepare for. And you showed that. And I thought that was really nice. Um, and... Finally, I've just gone to your handover. I actually timed it uh, this time. So it was actually, uh, you only do get a minute in your interview. And this was actually uh, 50 seconds. So perfect time for the handover. And what I really liked is you gave timelines. So you said, I'd like to have a repeat ABG in one hour. Um, and you said what, you know, what, what needed to be done. So to see that they're not getting more acidotic, you want to go one step further, you could say, and if they were uh, deteriorating, we need to think about adjusting the NIV settings and also think about um, whether the patient might need um, escalation to ITU. That may have been a very small thing to add on, but all in all, a fantastic answer. And I, again, reiterate, I love how you moved on from not quite knowing all the six of sets of six. And it was clearly still a five out of five answer despite that. Um, I thought that was really, really impressive. So. A great answer for anyone watching this to watch back because COPD is so common uh, and managing it well is a very important as SHO but b incredibly important for your interviews. Um, so yeah, please do watch. Well done. Thank you.